0: Let's talk for and about the LGBT communities around the world. I'm Michael Ross and this is Straight Friendly. So, this time we're gonna talk about straight friendly stuff happening in Russia. In terms of population, Mm. Russia is among the 10 biggest countries in the world, just second ninth after Bangladesh and just before Mexico, with over 146 million citizens. It means that in Russia, there are roughly, probably more than 10 million LGBT persons. 1.9% of the population of the world lives in Russia. Russia is actually part of the Asian continent. Although to me it seems to be so big that it looks like a whole continent by itself. Its biggest cities are Moscow and St. Petersburg. So in our journey of learning and discovering LGBT communities around the world, we are going to interview a local activist. Before we continue to our guests for this episode, I would like to note that the production of this episode came to reality thanks to the support of the Friedrich Naumann Foundation in Jerusalem. And also thanks to our volunteers Alan Rosenblum, Ariel Skop and Anna Talisman. She has an MA in cultural studies, she's a feminist, she's an activist and gender theorist. Hello, Bella Hufflepolt. Hi,
1: that's me.
0: So Bella, for the people uh, who don't know that much about the LGBT community in Russia, I guess that many people once were imagining the queer community in uh, different countries around the world, maybe Russia is not the first place where they can Im- imagine a, a, a huge community but we cannot ignore the fact that russia is such a huge country with more than 150 million inhabitants right so how does it go well with the russian uh, lgbt community by presenting it should be few millions if not dozens of millions
1: yeah and that's why it's i think it's difficult to you know to uh... Uh, to describe it and even to call it the community because uh, we have a lot of cities and small towns and uh, all of them are um, like culturally separated from each other and I don't know anything about, uh, I don't know what's going on in Krasnoyarsk or Vladivostok, no idea I just know about St. Petersburg or Moscow uh, and the people in Moscow, they know only about what's going on in Moscow. Uh, and everybody in Russia, I guess, knows what's going on in Moscow. And uh, nobody knows what's going on in uh, the small regions. So it's from... I cannot say for the whole country because of that. I can say just for for my city and Moscow. And also... Uh, as a sociologist, maybe, but uh, I don't like uh, this term community because it's me. It means that uh, there is like strong, homogenic, uh, you know, party or something. And uh, all of uh, the people, they are together and they are the same and they share the same interests. Uh, what I can see it's uh, is... Um, Lots of much smaller subcultures, like for example, I know lesbian, lesbian subculture uh, or gay subculture, and sometimes they join each other. Uh, I know in some actions, and sometimes they don't. And also, there is the act uh, the activist uh, movement, and not all of the LGBTI people are in this movement. And um, so uh maybe if i wasn't uh, a sociologist i i i could uh, you know say such things uh, as we have huge community and everybody is the same but uh, I've been taught in the even in, the, in the university that I just can't uh I, I just. Uh, I
0: personally it. agree with that. And also in, in my podcast, I usually say both in Hebrew at least, but uh, even in Israel itself, it feels like it's not one community, but it's separated to many, many communities. And maybe the term LGBT oh. is more a, a coalition of different uh, definitions. And uh, I think that you're just proving it that uh, in a big country, huge country like Russia, so it's many different communities, both geographically, but also in terms of. Uh, identities and gender identities, uh, but Bella, can you can you tell us a bit what it's like and has it always been uh, like that in Russia? Because uh, when I read the, the news about the situation uh, of uh, the different, let's say, the different LGBT minorities, groups, communities uh, <laughs> um, in Russia, so usually it's 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 very bad news. At least those that goes to to the world that Putin's government uh, makes it uh, very difficult, but it can be very dangerous for for the people. So so my question would be, does it really what it looks like from the news? And has it always been like that? And then I will ask you if it's dangerous for you and what your life looks like. But generally, is it true? And is it so scary as it looks like? Has it always been like that?
1: This problem has uh, many layers and uh, that's uh, Again, it's difficult to describe it in uh, I know one sentence because I cannot say that we are doing great here in Russia with with all these laws and uh the police and homophobia, but also I don't like uh this uh, discourse that uh usually people from the West are trying to build around us as if we are uh these weak people that are suffering every day and have no agency, and uh, this, uh, you know, this uh, big uh, Russian other. Uh, of course, it uh, um, because all the time I'm speaking uh, to the people I don't know from uh, the Western Europe or uh, America. They are speaking to me uh, as, as if I'm I don't know who, as if I have like Putin on my. Um, <laughs> it happens to me sometimes even <laughs> and I was tortured. not born in Russia, Russia so So yes it depends on the location of course because I live in St. Petersburg and it's much more uh, safe or uh, safer place than for example Chechnya uh, because I cannot deny that gay uh, Uh, men in Chechnya are being killed and the gay women in Chechnya are even not visible enough to know what's going on with them, but we also know that they are also being killed. And uh, if gay men can um, leave uh, the country somehow and women, they just uh, don't have this uh, freedom to... uh,
0: But yet there is a a culture, like a lesbian culture, a gay culture, uh, for instance, in your city, in St. Petersburg, right?
1: Yes, of course, Uh, because Moscow and St. Petersburg, these places are uh, much more safer places. But also sometimes it's not like everything is perfect here sometimes. people um, mm, beaten, beaten yeah but like the uh, pe- people
0: are f- can be in a physical uh, risk uh, by the authorities or by the citizens by whom
1: yes both and by the authorities and by citizens and uh, it's uh, quite it might be dangerous so uh, maybe you
0: cannot make a huge uh, parade in the streets but if hmm? you d- can't can you make a parade in the streets or a huge party outside?
1: Oh, I don't think so, but. <laughs> so it's more uh, underground.
0: There is a scene, but it's not outside. It's like more in uh, close uh, clubs or bars.
1: Yeah, but we have, yes, we can have uh, these small and close parties, and uh, uh, they're not even so, you know, we are not. It's, it's not like hiding, like uh, we will tell you uh, the password and after all, all, only after that you can come in. Now it's quite openly, we can have this, uh, I don't know, lesbian techno parties. And uh, I, we in uh, the big cities, we are really privileged here. And that's why I'm almost, I, I almost don't feel Real the real danger, and also because I live uh, in the center of the city, and I feel more, you know, um, more vulnerable uh, because I'm a woman. Um, because I'm afraid, uh, afraid of all these aggressive men on the streets, uh, and uh, it also depends on gender because I. Don't want to say that uh, lesbians uh, are no more like likable in Russia or something like that, but of course it's uh, much more, uh, it's it's much safer uh, to take uh, to um, to go on the street to walk on the street with my partner and to take her to take her hand and uh, if uh, this if we were the guys it uh, would be. Much more dangerous because uh, lesbians. It's not because you know the people love lesbians more. It's because uh, the women, the women are mostly not visible at all because of that. Uh, the people just don't believe in lesbians. So it's it's so. But can
0: can you feel uh, safe or can you like can you walk hand by hand with your partner in the streets of? I can of, yes. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's also it, it also depends on uh, on uh, the location because mm-hmm. uh, I live in the center of the city. I can go to Nevsky Prospect. It's uh, our main street in the city. Really? and but it's not because that the
0: Russian uh, society uh, accepts uh, lesbians. But it's probably because they you think that they less care about uh, women, or, or how you find that.
1: Yeah, because they uh, mostly don't believe in lesbians, I guess. <laughs> because, uh, no, we... But, but Do, they, do uh, you, you think they
0: recognize that you are a, a lesbian couple or it's just because uh, you are a woman? Do, do you feel like if people in the street, for instance, okay, if they see you walk hand by hand with your partner and uh, uh, do you think like they re- realize that you are a lesbian couple and they just don't care? or it's because you're a woman? What What do you think is like more um, impacting here, let's say, your uh, lesbian identity or visuality or the fact or it's only that you are a woman?
1: I don't know. I think it's both. Because um, homophobia against gay, gay men it, uh, it has its roots also in misogyny, because these men, they are not Manly enough, you know, and that's why they cause um, they don't cause. Uh, that's why they have this reaction on them, and um, because it's okay to you know to um, to teach uh, men how to be men. Uh, uh, it's more dangerous for them uh, to you know. To show their gayness, uh, I, I I cannot say that it's not dangerous for women at all because there were some cases where when the uh, women also were beaten, but it's much more rare. And I know also, uh, for example, since I got my haircut, I just uh, I I just lost from the men men's raiders and they just noticed me as a woman at all, which is i can say is a big relief and maybe (laughs) that's why also because they don't consider me as a woman and (laughs) don't notice me and i know and uh, since i don't say anything on the street uh they just don't care but i know that if i start to say something they will (laughs) they they, they will care i also can yeah
0: perfect um, I wonder now if to ask you uh, about uh, the uh, the history, okay? If it always um, like the rights or maybe the laws? I guess that the laws of the country are now uh, are they only are they against against also uh, lesbian uh, persons or it's also the laws what they care of uh, is the men.
1: it's about relationships it's not about uh, it's uh, this law is not specific um, as uh, a lot of uh, Russian laws are it's not really specific uh, uh, that's why you can uh, consider as propaganda almost everything Um, yeah during the Soviet period uh, they had this uh, law against the male homosexuality and women they went to um, asylums and men went to prison uh, and but now this law it is against um, uh, how to say it uh, the propaganda of um, untraditional relationships to children uh this law is uh, uh protective. For, uh, uh, um, it's protecting children. It's, it, this law is about chil- children. So under 18, uh, you cannot reach any information uh, about homosexuality or transgenderism or anything like that because uh, it's not uh, normal relationships or uh, or uh, gender identities. Uh, and uh, if you are doing some event or or spread the information you have to uh put the sign on this um you know on the banner or on the uh book that uh it's um only for the people who are 18 but it works uh uh of course it doesn't work like that uh, of course this law is also fucked up but it uh it 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 doesn't work like that at all uh because it works uh only for because no one cares about children or whatever uh they just don't want anything uh they just don't want to do anything with uh, any information about uh, homosexuality or transgenderism or whatever yeah but but it wasn't like that like, um, Always, uh, this law is about uh, six years, six, yeah, six years, of years old. It wasn't like that before. We didn't even have the term propaganda. <laughs> it's it's pretty new. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Okay. So tell me, Bella, what it's like, to, uh, let's say, if I'm a tourist uh, arriving to St. Petersburg, uh, rather as a gay person or a lesbian person or any other identity, uh, where can we go, what can we see in in general, in terms of the community, like a uh, very like uh, historical... Uh, Monuments or museums or galleries or clubs, places where we can go or it's mo- mostly underground and what it's like how can we feel the community once once arriving?
1: You can uh, of course you can go to some uh, organizations that support LGBT and they have a lot of events and they uh, have the community. Also, you can go to the bar. We have several bars where people, uh, LGBTI people are welcomed. I have my favorite, I cannot call it lesbian bar, but it mostly lesbian bar. (laughs) And it looks like uh, when when, when you go there, it looks like you're in in Berlin or something. Uh, Also, you can go to the club, but I don't go there because I hate the music. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that's music. because that's why you are a DJ maybe
1: or gay club or lesbian club music sucks so hard I hate it I don't yeah. go there what what but kind NBA, of music
0: do they play
1: oh uh, it's Russian pop music uh, with like awfully off, uh, remixed awfully I don't know I don't know why is it so I, I've been asking it like many times and I was told that the people are not going there to listen to music.
0: <laughs> 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 so no. so let's fuck the music, basically.
1: Huh?
0: So so let's fuck the music, basically. No.
1: Yeah, but uh, you can be introduced, but you can be introduced to the community there. <laughs>
0: Do you have Beyoncé played there or Lady Gaga or RuPaul or any...
1: Awfully remixed. Awfully remixed. In these (laughs) places, uh, I I think you can hear them, but uh, remixes are really awful. Uh, But you can be introduced to the part of the community there. Yes, and also they have uh, some parties that are not regular. Like Popov's Kitchen in Moscow, uh, it's mostly male, but it, it, it position, positions itself as queer party, but it's mostly male. Uh, but it's very popular and um, very huge, and they have good music. And also some lesbian uh, parties in Moscow and here, which I was uh, participating yesterday, a Lesbian techno party uh, where I'm playing at uh twice a month they are uh, doing it so yeah we have uh, some life here just for so it's definitely but if I you're arriving to it. hmm?
0: so it's definitely if you're arriving to russia and you want to feel and see from the community communities or the cultures so uh, you can definitely find things in saint petersburg and in moscow
1: yeah you need to somehow to find somebody who will provide you information and yeah and you of course you can find
0: So, Bella, before we f- we will finish, I would like um, to ask you uh, a few more questions. And the first one uh, would be about your uh, research. And from what I understand, uh, you made a research about the gender order and the language of self representation in same sex female couples. Right. Tell us a bit, please, about your research.
1: Oh, I adore my research. I, I dedicated to it so much. I have um, I had some much troubles with that, because I started to uh, write it on uh, the anthropology department in uh, European uh, University in St. Petersburg, and they wouldn't let me and just, they just wouldn't let me uh, write my dissertation there. They uh, didn't approve my uh, topic, and that's why I had to switch several places and start uh, from the scratch in sociology and uh but now i'm actually pretty happy that it happened like that because yeah it took just took all the all my blood from me uh this process of fighting with my uh, faculty and uh, switching the universities and stuff like that but now i uh, see that uh, my faculty they just couldn't handle this subject because they uh were so obsolete and uh they just uh couldn't help uh handle the gender uh topic and my research it couldn't happen there i've been asking uh, uh, lesbian couples because I I'm pretty much interested uh, how uh lesbian gender constructs and how it um, express uh, is expressed in the language because we don't have you know a lot of uh, lesbian things in the mass culture of Russia so lesbians they uh, have you no know, to invent uh, their own language in some contexts or uh, to use some euphemisms or uh, something like that, and um, they derive you know uh, the gender stereotypes uh, from a uh, heterosexist culture and they transform it to something new or maybe not that new yeah uh, in um, their relationship and uh it fascinates me and uh, i still because it's a master degree so i still uh didn't go you know to the core but i I, I just touched uh the surface but it was it still was so interesting yeah and because i'm you know i feel related to this uh, topic uh a lot because I've been, um, I've started to, uh, to be interested in that because uh, during the conversations with my own girlfriends, you know, um, yes, uh, and, and what you said, about <laughs> What do you want to hear about my research? <laughs> because I can talk about it for hours. I know. I think maybe not for not for hours because, because of English, but still.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe That's if like, you can tell us, let's say, like in one or in like in in few sentences, huh? if maybe if you can tell us in few sentences, what did you find in your research? What is your conclusion?
1: one of my uh one of my main um discoveries it's it's, it's not like discover discover because uh, I said as I knew it before because I was I used to be heterosexual as well uh that uh there is no such thing as uh you know This border between heterosexuality and homosexuality and we don't know what heterosexuality actually is because a lot of people that don't consider themselves gay or something, they still practice uh, same sex, uh, same sex uh, relationships or uh, same sex sexual desire. Uh, because uh, all of my informants, they had sex with uh, like heterosexual women or they used to be heterosexual women themselves. And then they, you know, you cannot say it's like decision how to, you know, which uh, sort of ice cream to choose. It's it's not like that, but it's still a kind of decision when you choose uh, to live a lesbian life, uh, when you choose to live a life with, and... Uh, with a woman you know and uh so uh the people uh uh in you no know, normativity it always asks what homosexuality is but i think that we should ask what heterosexuality is because we don't know anything about it and actually i'm not really interested uh, <laughs> to research homo- uh, heterosexuality but still uh, I, I just want to you know to challenge it because it's it's not like something solid and this norm that heterosexual people are a solid norm and they are born this way. And they are, did I, did I explain it? Well, Uh, yeah, it's been really enlightening for me that this border, it's
0: it's very, um, these borders, how do you see them? You you see them in the language or, or how do you see it?
1: The language, too, yes, because uh, uh, as a social constructivist, I believe that if we don't have any, uh, something in language, we just cannot um, mm, we, we cannot uh, uh, adopt it. in Yes, so it's like
0: differences in, the, in terms in the Russian language itself.
1: No, it's not Russian language. Language, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it, it's not um, what I meant here is like Russian language. Language uh, here is uh, something uh, that uh, language here is the instrument that we use you now to see our reality and to build it and to, um, I don't know. And Russian language, might be different in different communities and different subcultures. And for example, lesbian subculture, they use a lot of euphemisms. They uh, don't use so the term lesbian, for example, they they don't like it because uh, it's uh, it's um, pejorative, right? But these, a lot of them are still open and they don't like the word lesbian, but they don't hide anything from their colleagues, for example. Not all of them, some of my informants. So it's, a, it's really, it, it needs, we, we need that now, <laughs> an hour. So it's not Russian language, it's...
0: So it's more like not the Russian language itself, but it's more about the language that we use on our daily life and the way it's basically construct our reality and the way we preserve yeah. the LGBT community. Right. Yes, and from my last question would be from from what I heard, I actually heard it from from Anna. Um, I I've been told that you've been also very active uh, within the language which is being used and the terms which are being used within the uh, Russian journalism and the attitude they have towards women in terms of what kind of words or yeah. definitions they use. And I see also there that in some ways also. Construct the way people uh, behave and the way they see the reality. Can you please tell us a bit about your activism, also your your feminist activism?
1: Uh, yes, I used to be a journalist. Uh, actually, sometimes now I'm acting as a journalist as well, but uh, really rare because I'm tired and I have uh, like I'm evolving and I have um, my um you, well, you're now being
0: interviewed in this podcast, so it's already kind of uh, doing journalism. So you're doing journalism now.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but now uh, you are the journalist, not I am. Okay, so I used to be a journalist, and I used to be uh, write the articles about feminism and the women's rights, and it was about like age seven six, five years ago, uh, and it was, uh, wasn't was really common in Russia to be a public feminist. So I took uh, all this. Um, mm.
0: So basically big powers and uh, lots of uh, journalism and people. So they had a lot of fire against uh, you and they had a criticism against you and some quite small group of uh, feminist activists, right?
1: yeah because uh now all the people in Russia are discussing uh, things uh things like uh, domestic violence or something, but uh, again uh talking about language, this thing they uh, didn't exist in our language like seven years ago Uh nobody was talking about it and um, I was uh one of the few people who drew it, you know, on the surface. And that's why, uh, yes, I, um, all this hatred (laughs) that uh, the feminism and the feminist agenda can cause. uh, 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 I took a lot of it. That's why I'm not doing journalism (laughs) now at the moment. And also because, you know, I'm a lesbian, I'm Jewish. I have curly hair. Uh, the people still use uh, curly as a, pe- a pejorative here. No, so really? Uh, really, yes.
0: I had no idea. This I love curly is, hair. My ex-boyfriend is, had a curly hair.
1: <laughs> in Israel, everybody is, is curly, but here not. And they say this stupid curly chick about me. Yes, and it's uh, not even... Uh, the most awful things <laughs> I've heard about me, yeah um and but it also made me pretty famous, right? and um I like being famous I like attention <laughs> I, I don't hide it
0: <laughs> What are these words were there specific words that uh, that were difficult for you
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, so. There was this case. It was uh, five years ago, uh, which made me really famous, because we have you know, this uh, separation. We have um, governments me- uh, government media and uh, uh, the opposition media, uh, which claims to be really for uh, pro-human rights and something, but they are really sexy. They used to be really sexy. And actually, they still are but um they uh improved <laughs> thanks to me uh, yes, and uh I've written an article about one of these one of them because um well, it's a long story. One of them, they were trying to make an article how not to be a sexist sexist in Russia. So they invited me to be an expert, uh, an expert in this article, and I didn't like their questions because they were about uh, who pays for the dinner and something. And I told them that we have huge problem with domestic domestic violence and stuff like that uh, and they still did this article not in the best way and they also put it in social media with the you know, with the caption uh, uh, hey guys here is the instruction how not to offend uh, how not to insult chicks and i've been asked asked by another media to write the article about it uh and not only about this um media but about uh the other ones that also use uh, hate speech and sexist language so i did and it caused it caused the, such a huge storm i just i woke up in the morning and i already could see i already could see that uh, somewhere in the internet on facebook wherever people are discussing how stupid i am and there is no uh, such a problem with the women we have this war in ukraine blah 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 we do have war in ukraine it's a really serious problem uh, but uh, it's it's not the, you know, the point to not discuss the women's rights. So they were discussing it for several months. They called me stupid guns. Uh, every famous person, uh, they had an opinion about it and they f- felt urgent to, uh, to say it. Uh, after that, I had to go to to shrink (laughs) because I was totally burnt out. But this episode caused uh, changes and now they mostly don't use uh, language like that. Uh, And they are asking women some things and inviting them to be experts and they don't call women chicks or whatever. So it is
0: thanks to you that uh, nowadays uh, the media are not using or using less this kind of uh, terms uh, which can be very, um, you know, lowering in some way the position of uh, women in the Russian society, which is such a huge, big, enormous huge big society so you had a real huge impact you made a big yeah. change yes yes
1: that's me
0: and you <laughs> and you're here in my in my podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you what a, that's a huge uh pleasure I, I think that from, um, you know, I'm interviewing and I'm talking with uh, people and activists from uh, many places and from many different countries and I think that this is one of the, the most interesting and one of the best examples I had personally of a way of where are the, the, the fight, uh, of uh, the f- where the feminist fight and the LGBT Mm -hmm. fight where they come together, you know? I think that this is a a really interesting, also, example of uh, an LGBT activist that, uh, through your activism, uh, you path the way also to many other women who are not necessarily related to the LGBT community. And it's really, really, really interesting. Uh, I've heard about this kind of things in, uh, when I learned about a bit about uh, feminist theories in the United States. And it's really interesting to get and know uh, more examples uh, from other places in the world, especially a place like Russia, where you have so many people uh, living there. So, uh, it was really, really interesting for me, Bella, and I want to thank you very much uh, for (laughs) uh, being interviewed and for uh, sharing with us um, all that amazing job uh, that you did and that you are doing. And I I want to thank you uh, for what you do, because it impacts also many more people and also probably me when I will come to visit once again in Russia.
1: Thank you for having me. I've, all, I've been also really happy to be here and to give you an interview. Yeah, in such a um, friendly atmosphere and, uh, you know, and to hear some Hebrew because I haven't heard it for a while. So. <laughs>
0: Just, just a bit uh, of Hebrew or hearing me speaking in Russian with my uh, Israeli accent. And I want also to thank you, Anna, thank you very much for, uh, for being here and introducing between uh, Bella and myself and, uh, and helping me also with the questions and the, with the tra- translations. We did some editing here, so the, the listeners had no idea how, may, how much uh, Anna also assisted us and uh, what a huge part. Uh, she had uh, in this episode as well, so thank you, Anna, as well. And also thanks to our volunteers, Alon Rosenblum, Ariel Skop, and Anna Talisman. The production of this episode came to reality thanks to the support of the Friedrich Nauman Foundation in Jerusalem. This was another episode of Straight Friendly Global. You can find more episodes and listen to our podcast on your favorite listening app, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Echo Podcasts, Alexa Media Player, Google Podcasts, and so on.